Well, who wants to hear someone telling them to calm down at a time like this? Um, it sounds naive and trite. It sounds like um, just a, a platitude, you know, but, but Paul wrote the words, do not be anxious from prison. Uh, he faced incredible challenges uh, throughout his ministry. And one of those was ministering to his people uh, while he was in lockdown. Uh, and so we can assume that Paul was familiar, familiar with anxiety. He understood uh, what people were going through. He's not rebuking people, shouting at them to chill out or calm down. Uh, he's calling upon everyone to join with him in seeking peace from the only source of true and lasting peace. And so he says to the Philippian church in chapter 4, beginning in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. And so immediately, prior to his exhortation to not be anxious, Paul exhorts the believers to rejoice in the Lord always. Even from within prison, he understood that his circumstances didn't uh, determine his joy, that he could rejoice in the Lord because that kind of joy surpasses his circumstances. He, he also tells them to let their reasonableness be known to everyone. And that sounds a little odd, but it suggests a humility and a generosity toward others. In, in other words, it's like saying, be someone who is not easily offended or crushed by trials. Um, and so anxiety reveals a lack of trust. Uh, when we're anxious about our situation, we're not actively trusting in God. That's what Jesus says in Matthew 6. Those who are anxious about tomorrow, what they will wear, what they will eat, what they will drink, are not trusting in God to provide those things for them. And so the solution, according to Paul, is first of all to direct your anxieties upward. Direct your anxieties upward. He says, the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So turn your anxieties into prayers. As, as soon as you recognize your worry, Bring it before the throne of grace. Uh, bring your prayers and your supplications with thanksgiving. Direct your gratitude to God. Um, give, him, give him the recognition for the countless gifts that he has given to you, that he's poured out upon you uh, through his son, Jesus Christ. In fact, it's, it's, it's Jesus who has purchased uh, these gifts for us. He's redeemed us. And so we can cast our anxieties upon the Lord, knowing that he cares upon us, as Peter says. And so he will provide for you in this time. He'll give you peace that surpasses understanding. And this is the kind of peace that doesn't waver with our feelings. It provides hope in the midst of despair. It reveals God's strength in our weakness. And it's a, it's a peace, again, that, that Christ has purchased for us on the cross. And so we can look to him. We can reflect upon his blood that was shed for us. And we can remind, remind ourselves that we have been redeemed, that we are children of God. And so we can turn our anxieties upward. And after doing that, we can correct our anxieties inward. The next thing Paul says is, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, 
Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So you change your the content of your thoughts by filling your mind with these things. Uh, that's not sticking your head in the sand and being naive about your circumstances. Uh, it's about raising your thoughts above your circumstances so that God remains central in everything. Not only that, but follow Paul's example. Recognize the example he gives of his own suffering. Notice the way he responded while in prison so that he would be an example to the whole imperial guard that his imprisonment was for Christ. Uh, this, this too is, is followed by a promise of peace. Right Here he says the God of peace will be with you. And so are you resting in that truth? Do you reflect upon the reality of God's presence? Or is it just good in theory? Right? Is it just good theology? Uh, there's a difference between knowing something and then believing it to be true. Right? Knowing that God is good and then resting in his goodness. Uh, and so here we can say, knowing the peace of God guards your hearts and your minds from worldly despair, while knowing the God of peace sustains you. Right? The former is the means, the latter is the ends for which we use those means. Right, And so after prayer and meditation, the, the last thing is to redirect your anxieties outward. It's interesting, the, the same word that's used there uh, for uh, your your. Um, do not be anxious. That same word is used in chapter 2, verse 20, regarding Timothy, who has a genuine concern for the welfare of the Philippians. Right, Paul wants to send Timothy to the Philippian church because he knows that there's no one else who will have a genuine concern for their welfare. And so in the case of Timothy, it is this positive, loving concern that the church receive proper care. It's the same word, though. And he says the same thing to the Corinthians. In chapter 12, verse 25 of 1 Corinthians, he says that members of the church ought to have the same care for one another. And so there's this outward component to care. Ralph, Ralph Martin puts it like this. He says, one of the surest antidotes to personal care is to widen our horizons and so enlarge our heart of sympathy that we share the burdens of other people. I like that. His instruction to the church is not to be concerned about anything. Instead, we ought to be able to bear someone else's burdens to relieve their anxiety. And paradoxically, in doing so, it relieves your own burden as well. And so the next time you grow anxious, direct your anxieties upward in prayer. Correct your anxieties inward by re reflecting upon those things that are true and good and lovely and then redirect your anxieties outward. Begin to be genuinely concerned for others. Then you'll enjoy the peace of God that the God of peace promises to give. <laughs>